rugby banter. Um, I have absolutely no idea what episode this is of the podcast, but um, you know, you are getting the the Alex package this weekend, which comes with a lot of gaps in terms of my knowledge. Uh, I'm joined this week by Matthew. Hello, Matthew. Uh, hi, Alex Zander. No, I'm, you're not Alexander. I'm, you're I'm, just Alex. I'm just Alex. Sorry. Okay. Just, uh, hold sorry, X, you just hold the X for a while. Alex. Alex. Yeah, that's cool. That's just sizzle. Just uh, sizzle. Yeah. Like um, a fajita. And speaking of sizzling, uh, Ben, Jimin, how are you? I'm good. You jamming, you. Ben? And you? Uh, I wouldn't say I've jammed for a while now, to be frank, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that um, way too. It's been a long time since I jammed. But yeah, when I do but, jam, I, think... I jam hot. <laughs> last time I jammed was like my own wedding but you um, were jamming at your wedding I was you jammed out that was good um, that might have been the last time I jammed actually no I went to Sam and Paul's wedding that was probably the last time I jammed although with a baby yeah. you sometimes find yourself jamming not really for pleasure but oh, just just for like for entertainment yeah just to kind like of for their pleasure the hour between yeah. naps like so you end up like a dancing bear at a medieval feast um, okay. so that's like sounds like sober jamming, like xylitol sugar, sugar-free jamming. It is a bit like sober jamming when, when like when you're the only person who's drunk, who's not drunk at the club, but you're trying to have a good time. I yeah. don't think like I've, you, I don't you, think I've ever been the only person not drunk at an event. Yeah, I have. Um, and you, I have you end to, up yeah, you end up like sort of going through the motions, but you just don't feel it. Like it doesn't, like the smile doesn't reach your eyes. Oh, um, yeah, that's what it's like having a baby. You've probably forgotten. Ben, ben. Don't, don't do it. Yeah, if you ever get the opportunity to be the sober one, don't. <laughs> yeah, do don't, something, don't do something do about I that. You, I thought you were saying don't have a baby. I was like, <laughs> that should I'm be like scared. 12 months late on that. Like 12 months <laughs> plus late on that one. Do, do you listen to anything I say? Like... <laughs> don't get married, Ben. Don't do it yourself. <laughs> yeah. If you are gonna get married, don't move to Mauritius. Yeah, don't live on a <laughs> Don't study law. That's something I regret. Oh, fuck. Um, okay, so speaking of um, broadcasting deals, the first piece of news we have is about um, Australian rugby, which is now, what, four days away from kickoff? One, two, three, four, four days away oh, from God, kickoff. It's this, it's this week. Um, Rugby Australia is supposed to be playing. The opening fixture is the Reds versus the Waratahs on Friday morning, South African time. But there is something fishy going on because um, Rugby Australia have um, asked Melbourne to move the Rebels to Canberra with less than 48 hours notice. This is an old news story now. This is from last week. But um, the players were asked to relocate to somewhere away from, I think, um, a Melbourne surge in infections or something. But that has come at a bad time because the players are still in negotiation with the with Rugby Australia to establish their salaries. And so I'm just going to read from the article. Uh, Rugby Australia proposed okay, easing, easing the players' current 60% sacrifice, so they've apparently agreed to a 60% sacrifice, to 40% from October to December. The proposal was rejected by um, the Players Association, and some Melbourne players were so enraged that they brought up strike action as a potential response. So they threatened not to get on the plane and not to go uh, to relocate to Canberra uh, because they were so outraged at the suggestion that their 60% salary decrease should be changed to 40%. Now, I'm confused, guys. Maybe I'm... So that means... I think the wording on that means that... So their 100% salary was initially... had 60% cut off and then it was going to ease to 40%. So they're going to gain. So actually what they should be saying is they had 40% of yeah. their salary and it's going to increase to 60%. Okay. So that would make sense, but that just doesn't seem like what this article is saying. So, uh, I mean, yeah. yeah, that's the only interpretation that I can understand. Unless it's a question of Rugby Australia saying, we're, we're going to pay you more, but pay fewer of you. Right? Because that's yeah. how it usually works with the unions. So, yeah. I I highly doubt that Melbourne players or any any players really are, have such a moral backbone that they would be outraged at the idea of being paid more, um, and some of their friends being being uh, cut off paid. altogether. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that they are they are just that outraged on their friends' behalf. 
Um, but anyway, so it sounds like the Rebels are leading the push, um, aptly named. Um, I haven't heard Classic anything more Rebels. about this, so I don't know if they... Um, I think I saw somewhere that officially that game has been moved to Melbourne. There's that, there is a game that they said has officially been moved. Okay. I'll well, try the, and find it. I saw a tweet about it. still say... I'm looking at Super.Rugby, and they still say Brumbies Rebels. Brumbies are the home team. Um, yeah, I think the teams. That, yeah, I'll have a look. I don't know. Anyway, so that's just something to keep an eye on. That was that's quite an old news story, so mm-hmm. I'm surprised we haven't heard anything more. But um, the the big issue there is that the stalemate between them is putting a lot of pressure on Rugby Australia, who are fighting fires on both fronts because they're still busy trying to secure their revenue for the next well the foreseeable future. They've currently got a renegotiated broadcast deal worth between eight and nine Aussie dollars. <laughs> Sorry. Eight to nine million Aussie dollars. Oh, Alex, um, you don't <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> I'm starting to see why they're so concerned. But, uh, well, they've been they've clearly been lowballing. Like, yeah. Castle was right. They're lowballing that. Yeah, Castle had a point. That, that, sound like a that good that's deal. probably only like half a month's worth of salaries or something. Well, I don't yeah. know. So, I mean, this is another thing: is that the decision to move the rebels to Canberra is obviously going to cost Rugby Australia. They have to bear the burden of that. So they've already got no margins to speak of because they haven't they haven't secured a, a future broadcast deal, and now they're already racking up costs, and the players are starting to put pressure on them, turning the screw a bit. Um, and with so many players like we spoke about last week, Curtly Bill leaving, obviously the the Queensland Four, who were uh, led abroad by Agent Pinecone. So I, I, I thought there were three. Oh, I thought there were four. Okay. Maybe it only felt like four because they were the only players I actually knew from Queensland. <laughs> maybe, Sorry, maybe Mitch, that's not true. I like, no, there I was like a, the there was a, there was no, there were four, no, three. Rodder, Hawkins, Lucas, Lucas, Lucas. yeah, three. Okay. I thought there was a four. And then Harry Potter just flew off. Where was Harry Potter? He he was at the Rebels. He was at the Rebels. He used flu powder. Um, yes. I found on the Rebels. Harry, po- Harry Potter for someone who I've never seen play a game has already had quite a successful career. Yeah, I mean, he's got signed by a European club. Yeah, he's been he's been around. He's been prolific, not in terms of playing minutes, but in terms of like club club minutes, like air coverage. Yeah, in terms of just terrible puns, like he's leading the way. Yeah. Also, just as yeah, Alex, as per the Rebels Twitter account, the round two match against the Reds is being played in Sydney. Okay. And there's a weird, and there's a weird greetings from Canberra, posted on there. It's time to hit the books. But I don't know if that's because they've now... And then a picture of Rangi photoshopped over the backdrop of, of what I assume is the University of Canberra. Okay. That sounds like terrible PR work. I don't know who's yeah. in charge of that account. Like <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe they've got maybe they've somehow bought out the Lions social media manager. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if that means they've moved they, on. They've, they've, out, they've outsourced it to well, let's, We'll have to wait and see how terrible their, their team announcement is before we can confirm that. <laughs> If it's like if it's like a team announcement is like a crossword that you have to solve, yeah. then you know it's the Lions. So yeah. and, if, and if it's like just, consistently justified, like some of it's fully justified, some of it's justified left, and the numbers just yeah. aren't in order, then you know it's the Lions. And, then, and if you question it anyway, they block you. Anyway, you yeah, block. That, that's, conf- that's confirmation. <laughs> that's when you know. Okay, guys, uh, on that note, I actually have to go. I apologize for leaving okay. you on like this. No, that's oh, no, fine, what have you done now? A taste, yeah, a taste of uh, Ben was better than nothing. Yeah, you know yeah. what they say. It is better to have uh, maybe lost. Five, five seconds in heaven. <laughs> well, maybe, <laughs> maybe Adam will, will drop by unannounced and, and replace you. Yeah, Otherwise, yeah, um, that'll be convenient. Okay, Matt, cheers, guys. Looks like it's you and me. Thanks, Ben. Oh, this, is, this, is, this is confirmed dog show. Yeah, this is settle in for, a, for a two hour session. Confirmed dog show, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, speaking of dog shows, um, the All Blacks could face the Kangaroos at cross-code rugby blockbuster. The Kangaroos are Australia's rugby league team. Uh, rugby league is one of the things that Australia is actually quite good at. Um, yeah. Mostly because almost no one else plays it properly. Um, and so there's apparently been serious negotiations for a December. It's just, I mean, it's a money grab, right? They're just trying to, yeah. to to break into the rugby league market for a quick money grab, get as much cash as possible, maybe try and convince a few fans. Um, yeah, it's got a I mean, lot of what, attention. Everyone's been talking about like, this. How do you, 
I still can't justify how you play it because I'm assuming you're going to have to play league rules. Well, and then, I think it would be half half. How do you do half half? Like, like you... league rules, but we allowed malls, and then New Zealand wins because they just truck and trailer across the field. No, I think. I think you play one half, like 40 minutes rugby union. Oh, shit. And then, and then 40 minutes rugby league. Um, oh, God, that should be a shit show, though. It's like a complete shit show. Like, it's, it's such a half-baked half idea. You know, like, it's straight out of a whiteboard on a, in some yeah. fucking boardroom somewhere. Um, probably in Australia. I'm guessing that they initiated this. I want to meet the person who thought this was a good idea. And yeah. Like pitched it, I think it. I think it's got Phil Kearns written all over it, to be honest. Um... It's just I look. I think it's stupid. I think it's really stupid. A lot of people are really excited by it. Um, I don't know if that's just the desperation talking for live, you know, live sport. Uh, it's just it is like the gimmick to end all gimmicks, if you ask me. I don't fucking yeah. I don't understand it. It's like basketball. Do you remember that movie basketball? Yes. Yeah, it's like basketball God. all over again. Like just making up uh. a spectacle. I mean, obviously all entertainment's made up just for the entertainment's value. But it yeah. just feels so cheap and stupid, and I mean, I don't know. It also just feels like a major concession from yeah, Australia like, that like their union team can't generate the same amount of interest and income. It's like why even have a Bledisloe three if if your by your own admission your your league team is going to bring more money and interest anyway? Which I don't know yeah. if that's true, but I think it. I think a once-off this game would make... This game would fill out a stadium, I think. If it was yeah. a once-off, never again, done thing. It, it would probably, probably would. fill a stadium. Yeah, it probably Where, would. Regarding, yeah. I think it would, but I think it would, it would be, be more likely to fill a stadium, it would fill a stadium in, Australia. in Australia. I don't know if it would fill a stadium in New Zealand. I don't think so. Because, like, do you really care about the All Blacks playing and potentially losing to or beating a league? I don't know. That just seems... I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm underestimating mm. the degree of interest in in rugby league, but it's, I know I, if the if the Springboks were to play the, the Kangaroos, I suppose I would actually watch. To be honest, <laughs> I wouldn't pay to watch live. I though. would watch, but I don't know if I pay to watch live. Yeah. yeah, I don't think I'd go live. Um, anyway, all right. Well, that's there. It is. You can you can use it. Don't use it. Be interested. Don't be interested. It probably won't go ahead for some kind of insurance reason or something stupid. But anyway. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, Josh Strauss has left the Bulls. Uh, he only appeared for them six times, uh, most of them being this season. He was signed oh, God, at the beginning yeah. of 2020 for two years, but uh, Jake the Snake has zapped him. The kiss of death. Director of Rugby Jake White conveyed a message through Strauss's agent that he would not be part of their plans going forward. So he got a bit of a Dear Josh letter from Jake White. Um, it really sucks, because if... Did yeah. you read the the article as well? Strauss is like, so he took like a big salary knock and like he came back to be with his family, like his older folks and that. And then Jay, and like negotiated this deal with the Bulls. He's happy to take this knock and all that. And then Jake's just like, no, fuck off. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, does it, like, it seems like the transition, like the succession planning has not gone very well yeah. at Loftus. Like, they're literally just throwing out everything that the previous generation was like half trying to build and just giving Jake White yeah. a blank slate which is what he loves like that's that's his whole modus operandi when he comes when he joins a new club like he has fuck all loyalty to anyone who's there coaches or players and he just brings Jake White playbook and the Jake White checkbook or whoever's checkbook he's borrowing at that time in this case it's who's it uh, Masumani yeah. who's the investor puts on Masumani huh? um yeah, is investing in the Bulls and yeah. yeah, so he's just using his credit card to bring in Otto Buerta and Nizam Kar and Sinti Manjezi. <laughs> oh, yes, those are, those are... Fuck, you've broken the bank with those players. Well, I mean, relative to... I suppose Kar's must probably actually... Must probably... His values must probably higher than he's worth right now. I don't know. I mean, it, he was doing really well at Wasps. Um, no, Otto that's Buerta what I'm saying. Like, must have I don't carried know that... a pretty pretty price and obviously you've got guys like Dwayne Vermeulen who's obviously you don't not have to cheap do... on the books yeah I mean like that's got to be a massive contract at this stage and I mean, Aplon also must probably didn't come cheap either uh, yeah I mean I don't know it's I don't know much about the murky world of sport contracting and I guess with COVID there might have been a few people who were told by their clubs that like if you get if you get an offer take it 
because we can't yeah. we can't guarantee that, that we're going to be able to keep you or something like that. I don't know. And then the lions were like, yeah, but not you, on Desile. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not you. Not you. You can stay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. Like, Josh Strauss seems like a handy guy to keep around. Like, he was already on the books. He says he's taken a massive pay cut, so he should have been affordable. And, like, he's a hybrid. Yeah. You know, you can cover all, all three back positions in the scrum. Um, he's a... Like he's got experience. I mean, he's, he's, a, a, he's an international. international. Yeah, he's got 15 yeah, caps for whatever for Scotland. I don't know. Like Which, I, I mean, it's Scotland, but it still counts for fucking something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know. But whatever. Jake Jake clearly has a plan. So let's see. Yeah, Fuck, see. watch them bomb. Watch them bomb so badly because yeah. they're going to come out with like the most static and unoriginal like old bulls system and it's just going to bomb, especially with the new malls and the rucks as they're being blown, especially the rucks. Yeah. I don't know, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's par for the Jake White course to do stuff like this and then be super successful for like a year, maybe two, and then, and then yeah. just as things are kind of turning south, he, he moves on. I, I don't know how long his contract's for. Uh, someone said on Twitter he always sees out his contract, which is probably true, but I don't really? know. I, I don't know. That's what someone said, but I think he just signs for a short-term contract because he knows that's what's going to happen. Yeah, he knows everyone's going to get sick of his shit before. Yeah. And pretty vice versa. Anyway, yeah. Um, so yeah, all the best to Josh Strauss. He's a, a Lions legend, so maybe they'll look to him. Um, you know, they could probably use a bit of beef in the pack. Uh, but we'll see. I hope he stays in South Africa. I do like I like the fact that he came back. You know, he's not ma- amazing. He was never going to play Springboks, but it's a bit swack to do him like this. So. Ooh, shit, yeah. Sorry. Let's see what happens. Uh, okay. Um... Moving on to West Province once again. Um, it seems like this is the never-ending story. Uh, we spoke last week, I think, or the week before, about how South Af- uh, Western Province Rugby Union were uh, doing a bit of race leverage in terms of their narrative to try and uh, PR their way out of the deal with Investec um, to try and clear their debts with Remgrow and basically settled in the matter of what happens to Newland Stadium, the property it's on. The original deal with Investec was for 110 million rand um, for the purchase of development rights and a 99-year lease of the property by Investec, which would have seen, I think, a proportion of 5%. I think 5% of the profits or something would have gone to Western mm. Province Rugby. So, I mean, it would have been a pretty good deal, I thought. Um, I don't know much about property value, but that seemed fair enough to me. Look, a 99-year lease is no yeah. joke. But, um, yeah, yeah. so maybe not a very good deal, actually, if you think of it that way. Because if you're paying $110 million, yeah. I don't know if that includes the 99-year, like, lease rental. I think that is... Because that's know, literally, that's, the, that's like, just over a million a year. Yeah. That's, and then you still get the development rights for free, so that's actually a pretty fucking terrible deal. Yeah, I but know. I think it's a... I think a 99-year lease is a once-off payment. I don't yeah. think it's a, an annual lease. I'm trying to remember. I wouldn't think so. When they started bringing that up, but I think it is. You just—it's like a purchase right. It just—it does revert eventually. Yeah. So you can. I know. That I think when they brought it out for people, at least, it was essentially so that your grandkid could get it, and by the time your grandkids were done with it, it would roll back to the state. Yeah. But anyway, essentially, um, Zeltmer, who's the the president of the West Province Rugby Union. He put his foot down and said, no, we're not going ahead with this. And uh, up until about a week ago, there was no alternative. It has, the alternative has emerged in the form of Dream World Investments. Um, so last week we talked about the greatest rugby club in the whole wide world, or rugby company in the whole wide world. Greatest rugby club. Last week we were talking about Dream World Investments. Um, so the terms of the agreement that they've reached with uh, Dream World are that Dreamworld will advance 112 million rand to to province at the prime lending rate, which is very low at the moment. It's like five yeah. or six percent or something uh, yeah. for for a term of four years. That 112 million will be enough to cover their debt to Investec and Remgrow, so that'll bail them out. They'll bail them out of the uh, the With current two million to spare. Although I assume the that other probably two covers the first two back payment uh, uh, sort of interest payments. Yeah, because I'm just looking at yeah, because it's 50 and 60, yeah. so 112 would be... But I suppose that 
I'll but be I dealing think with that, that two, that the numbers two million aren't is, is going to be used to pay back to Dreamworld the first two installments or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, and then a new company is going to be established with 50-50 ownership or partnership between Western Province and uh, this Dreamworld subsidiary or whatever it is, um, which will then be for the development of the site. So, uh, yeah, that's all we know about it at this point. Uh, but the deal is anticipated to to give uh, province access to an estimated 40 million in cash in addition to 50% of the development profits down the line. So they'd be developing the site for mixed use property uh, and probably some office blocks or something. Uh, yeah. And they'd get 50% as opposed to the 5% that Investic were offering. So that's obviously a major deal improvement. Massive. Uh, plus a 40, plus 40 million 40K. cash in hand so that maybe they could go get themselves some Josh Strauss. Okay, um, let's and hope we see, see a bit of resolution to that, um, but not holding my breath. Yeah. Um, okay, next story. Makizorama Pimpi is off to Japan. There was a lot of news during the uh, transfer window about Mapimpi, who was offered a huge deal to go to, I think it was the Shining Arcs. can't remember which uh, it was. Uh, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, it was, I think... It was, it was one of the uh, one of the franchises were fishing for Mapimpi, who's obviously riding very high on post World Cup reputation, um, and the Sharks basically said to him, "Look, there's no way we can match this offer, but obviously, if you stay here, we'll look after you as family." He's look, yeah. we, we spoke about it at the time. He's 29 years old. He's definitely facing you know the twilight years of his career. Um, he opted not to take the money, but he's got a bit of a sort of have your cake and eat it type situation now because he's joining the Red Hurricanes which is uh, Johan Ackerman's new new team for a short term loan before he joins the Sharks in April so he's going to sit out the first two to three months of the Sharks Super Rugby campaign and earn a bit of bank in Japan and then come back for the rest of Super Rugby I'm really happy for him I think that's a great I think it's a very good idea um and I think he's probably really happy to to be able to earn a bit of pension because uh, I mean he's probably yeah. going to get like in this short term deal he's probably going to get like two years worth of what he earns in South Africa. I think so, yeah. And he'll probably just have the best time living in Japan and scoring easy tries. So uh. oh, it'll be so much heat to watch him. Um, yeah, no, it's an excellent move for him. And yeah, no, I feel. But yeah, isn't this not joining Ackerman where he's pulled like half of? Essentially, half that team's going to be fucking yeah. South African. Well, so the other players who um, have come across with Ackerman are um, Tyler Paul, also from the Sharks. Then Franco Maria. Oh, yeah. oh shit, yeah. Tyler yeah. Paul. Frank, Franco Maria, also originally from the Sharks, or not originally, I think he's originally from Free State, but temporarily. Yeah, yeah, currently. Yeah, run, run for Mark from the Lions, I think. Yeah. Um, then. Uh, Franco Mostert, it's, they say, is moving to Japan, but his new team has not been revealed yet. I think, I mean, <laughs> I'd be surprised if it wasn't Johan Ackerman's team, to be honest, just because him and Franco seem yeah, to follow no, each other around. Way. So, yeah. yeah, Gloucester kind of hemorrhaging a little bit, um, but also the, the, the KZN Sharks losing out in Ackerman's favour. That seems to be his move. He's like the, he's like the opposite of Jake. Like he just yeah he just he just takes he comes with, with half a squad <laughs> yeah um, he's like I I have this spine of a team who can build around it with what you've got here yeah <laughs> he must be such a bargain anyway yeah. um I think the only the only bigger bargain at the moment would probably be Robert Dupree senior because he comes with you know two loose forwards the and kids. a fly half yeah I mean that's fucking gold um, two half decent loose forwards as well actually not yeah not too shabby. They do pretty well in Japan, actually. Would do well in Japan. Rob would even do well in Japan, actually. Yeah. Well, my grand would probably do well in Japan, but she's a beast. Oh, fighting words, fighting words. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next story: The Hurricanes have axed Carlos Spencer. He's been their assistant coach uh, for a while now, actually. I'm trying to think. So he was brought in uh, when with Plumtree in 2019. But then Plumtree left the end of last year to take over all the All Blacks. Um, and Jason Holland came in as the head coach. Obviously, you know, new brush sweeping clean or whatever. Um, 
just to be clear though it isn't for performance reasons it's uh financial uncertainty created by COVID 19 is the official yeah the official line so the hurricane's obviously feeling the squeeze financially um now that aotearo is going perhaps there's a bit of revenue coming in but probably not enough to sustain their full complement of staff and players and he was only brought in in 2019 yeah well was he still at the lions before that I think so. He must have been. I'm he's, just looking here now. He's been, he's been employed non-stop. Like yeah. he, he went seamlessly from player to coach at the Lions. And um, coaching... At the Kings. Okay, yeah. So there you go. So he was... Coached at the Kings for a season or two. As yeah. Well. Season of the Lions, season of the Sharks, season of the Kings. Spent two years in Japan. Uh, and then into the Hurricane. So, I mean, he's had a pretty good like it's a pretty good resume uh and the the impression that i've always gotten from the media is that he's he's delivered like he's always brought an attacking flair to teams where he's coached i don't know if that's just like spin because he's king carlos Uh, like it's (laughs) it's really difficult as a spectator to judge the impact that an assistant coach is happening is having Um, all of a sudden you're just like yeah he's stepping like carlos would have stepped right there yeah um (laughs) it's yeah, I don't know. Like it's 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 a bit of a weird one. So I don't know. Like, and I mean, if you, if we if we think about the Hurricanes themselves, like they've lost Bowden Barrett, they've lost Artie Sevier up until recently. Um, they who else did they lose? I think they were missing. They're, they're missing Jordy Barrett currently. So they've they've yeah. they've had a few they've... injury problems and player players leaving. Um, Nehem Mulnaskada. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's quite a while ago. That was like two or three years ago. But yeah, he left like, again. Like, he's now <laughs> off the books. He's been injured there. Yeah, well, he's just off the books. Yeah, that must have hurt. The second cut is always the deepest. But um, essentially, what I'm trying to say is like, I don't, like the Hurricanes haven't been playing particularly good attacking rugby, I feel. I don't yeah, know how much of that is say, due to the coaching much. or how much is due to the players, but... Yeah, I don't know. They they're not the team that I would have expected King Carlos to be coaching. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he hasn't been performing, and this was just a good excuse to get rid of him. Or maybe they just had to flip a coin between him and Scott Gibbs, who's the other assistant. But anyway, King Carlos is back on the market. Maybe the maybe Stormers can bag him with some of that forty million they're about to get. I'm sure they'll have enough between him and Josh Strauss. But okay, yeah. more more drama. Uh, with coaches moving around. Um, I probably should have done this one after Gloucester because Gloucester are once again this involved one. in a bit of skullduggery, it seems. Last week we chatted about uh, Johan Hursen. Um, I think a, a few weeks ago we spoke about Ron Janssen for Rendsburg, who he's now on the subject of a, a contract tug of war between Gloucester and Sale Sharks. Uh, now it's Gloucester and London Irish. Uh, Gloucester Rugby announced George Skyvington as their new head coach to replace um, Johan Ackerman, who we just mentioned is moving to Japan. Uh, but London Irish then put out a statement saying he was under contract. So the rules say you can't approach another coach while he's under contract. You'd wait for him to come off contract. But he obviously saw an opportunity to get a promotion. Um, he's been the forwards coach at London Irish since 2016. Gloucester then announced last week or this last weekend that he'd been appointed as head coach. London Irish said, "Well, he's we got a contract with him, so Premiership Rugby protocols have been broken." It's now a whole. It's not even a he said she said. Like I don't think there's any dispute about the facts. I think it's now yeah. just a question of what happens. Like you can't. It's the same as we've seen with players. Like you can't force a player um, or a coach to come back to a club that they don't like uh, or where they aren't feeling valued but it's not about reparations right you have to pay damages yeah like so, now which is what happened with the answer van rensburg essentially yeah because they're maybe like, gloucester's just in it now they're like this is how they're going to get their cash injection yeah they're just going to keep litigating but yeah it's no, uh, but, protocols but, but, but are, gloucester's gloucester's on the i'm not gloucester fuck, sorry i forget London, yeah. yeah i got it confused well, uh, they, but at yeah. the moment they're just supplementing uh, everyone else's salaries because like, they're just yeah. cashing out I don't know does this count towards your salary does losing litigation count towards your salary cap I, I don't know but all I know is they've got some terrible legal advisors by the sound yeah, of things I think as we were all joking all of us could most probably have done and most probably are doing slightly better jobs as legal advisors yeah 
uh, I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> commit myself to that. Um, but I'd be, I'd be prepared. Literally, the because the, the, yeah, the, the protocols of the club must be the club must be approached in writing yeah. when there are more than six months remaining on the relevant contract. Like would that would regardless, that really have been so hard? Like regardless of if it's a player or a coach. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, like literally, just like hey, heads up, <laughs> be talking to your dude. Yeah. It's like, is it really so difficult? Just like, here's a letter. We're interested in this guy as our head coach. We know he's on your contract. Would you be prepared to release him early? Yeah. You know, he's indicated that he's interested or, you know. And if, if he walks into the CEO's office and says, listen, I want to go. Like, yeah. are you really going to look him in the face and be like, no, fuck you. I don't know. It just, it's it's just messy. It's messy. Okay. Um, so I'm looking now at rugby dump. Like, Danny Cipriani and Andy Good, so mm. two England, two of England's most prolific flyoffs. What did they say? Oh, they both super jazzed for Skyvington, and like they're both very positive about the announcement. And then they're like, ah, but they maybe have gone about this wrong. Mm. But they both seem to be really backing Skyvington as a coach. Yeah, look, I mean, I'm assuming there's a reason why Gloucester want him and why London Irish are reluctant yeah. to let him go. Um, yeah, I just like. So if, if it's if Andy Good's praising him, he must not be big on cardio. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's gonna be a very sort of hit and hit and giggle kind of team. <laughs> Taking 50, 50 meters. Very static. Stag- <laughs> <laughs> um, oh fuck. Okay, that's all our news I think for the week. Uh, Thank so you. We could get on to the the action um, that we saw this last weekend in Super Rugby Aotearoa. Both games, a um, little bit hit by the weather. Second game more so than the first. Did you manage to catch the action, Matt? I watched the first one, and weather aside, I did enjoy the first one. Okay. Quite so a bit. It wasn't too I bad. I think Auckland, they, they, had, they had pretty heavy r- uh, rain, but then I think it cleared up just in time for the game, apparently. So the field wasn't like, yeah. too bad. Like but, it was still slow, there were mistakes, but it was yeah. still an interesting game. So, I mean, anyone who, who didn't watch, um, spoiler alert, the, the Blues did walk away with the win, so they remain unbeaten. Just, just, But it was just, very just. close. The Highlanders were, so it was 27-24, and the last five minutes really could have gone either way. Um, How many chances did the Highlanders get in those last five minutes well, to, like, level the score? Well, so this was... And they just... they did not deserve to win and I'll tell you why they don't deserve to win because their game management was fucking appalling I don't know if it was Bryn Gatlin or Mitch Hunt but in the dying moments well Mitch Hunt I think was on till quite late I don't think Gatlin came on yeah I think he came on but I don't think he came on very early oh I can tell you when he came on um hang on let's have a look so Bryn Gatlin came on at 60 minutes so he did play 20 oh wow but but Mitch Hunt stayed on for the full, the uh, the full eighty. So um, Brent Gatlin came on for Scott Gregory. Um, we can talk about Scott Gregory in a minute. Um, <laughs> the poor guy. Uh, but oh, my the, 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 my my lasting memory from this game was there was a moment at seventy seven minutes. And I'm looking at it on, on the the stat sheet. Seventy seven minutes into the game, you're down by three. You're on the Blues twenty two. Highlanders have possession. Referee calls a penalty advantage. So you got penalty advantage. It wasn't it wasn't in front of the poles, but it was in a kickable position. Okay, three minutes, three points down. You've now got a position. You you got free possession. Do whatever the fuck you want. You got a guaranteed penalty in a kickable position. Okay. Now, if you the if you if your attitude as a team is we'd rather win than draw, we'd rather roll the dice on a win and lose than draw, right? That's a perfectly acceptable philosophy to have in rugby. I get it. I don't mind it. But then I'm going to say that if it, in a but with the existence of the golden point, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, true. But like, whatever. Like, maybe you think to yourself, we can, yeah. you know, let's let's just take it home right now. Or maybe they're not even thinking yeah. of the golden point because that's a new development. It's, it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. For whatever reason, right? But like, this is the moment where you roll the dice. You, you hoist it up and under into the twenty-two. You put a grabber through or into the goal area. Like you do something speculative. Like you 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 throw the dart at the seven points. You're aiming to win. You got three minutes left. You're three points behind. Penalty advantage on the 22. You're going to go for a try. Like you got nothing to lose. You go for a try. Unless you're fucking Mitch Hunt, 
who goes for a drop goal. Like, best case scenario, you get the drop goal over, and then you're drawing, and like maybe you go to golden point, right? But like, if yeah. you miss, which he did, all that does all that does is take you back to the penalty advantage, which you're then gonna, you know, you can then kick three points anyway. Like, it's it's a it's a dead brain play. Like it was such a fucking stupid thing to do. But anyway, then he misses it. They they go back to the penalty advantage, and at that point, um, whoever was captain at, at that stage, I'm assuming it was um, Aaron Smith. Aaron Smith's still captain, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah, I think he's still captain. Or Ash Dixon. No, uh, no, no, no. Ash if, Dixon. If Dixon was still on the field, no, he but he he'd gone. He went off. He was off by then. So yeah. I think it was Aaron Smith who was captain at that point. Yeah. Then he decides, no, we, we're we're kicking for the corner. We're gonna maul. We're gonna try and maul for a try. Like so. Like the game management was just. If you wanted the try, you should have gone for one when you had the penalty advantage. They then go for the line out kick. They get the line out kick on the five meter. They get they win the line out, and then they get hold. They get held up because their their attacking maul was fucking terrible. And the defensive ball from the Blues was really good. They get held up over the line, well, not over the line. They didn't even make it that far. But I think it was Hoskins Satutu who, who got in amongst them and basically held them up and secured the ball, and yeah. turned over and Blues possession. And from there, it was just a walkway. So it was just a fucking. It was just terrible game management from the Highlanders, to be honest. And I mean, for me, I was actually thinking about it before this game. It was like last week sometime. I was thinking about Mitch Hunt, and I was thinking about like. Even when he was at the Crusaders, I've never seen him as a guy who's going to win the game for you. He's a guy that like keeps you in the game. He's actually really good at keeping your team in the game. Cause he's got a good boot, and he likes to kick mm. and everything. Like he keeps you in the game for as long as he can. And then you know if there's someone else who can win it for you, like Bryn Gatlin did two weeks ago with a drop goal, then they'll do it. But you need Machant to kind of get you there, and that's what he did this game. But then they kept him on for 80 minutes, and he's not an 80 minute player. Like he's not going to win the game for you in 80 minutes. And even in the the, the, the Crusaders season, when uh, Moanga was injured two years ago, like there were two games, I think, one of them was against the uh, Islanders, or might have been the Chiefs, where he slotted that last minute drop goal to draw the game for them. And it was a huge moment because they had so many injuries and Mitch Hunt like, pulled them back out of nowhere to draw the game. And they were celebrating like they'd won because it felt like yeah. they had. But that's Mitch Hunt. Like, that's his ceiling. He can draw the game for you. Best case scenario, Mitch Hunt can draw the game for you. Like, he's not a game winner. You know? And I mean, uh, this maybe sounds harsh because obviously he's won games before. I'm not saying he's like never won a rugby game. But it's just, for me, it's a summary, of, of, it's a summary of, of his role in a franchise. Like, if you're in a pitch yeah. with Josh Ioni injured, sure, you play him at fly half for 60 minutes. But if you're relying on him for 80 minutes, you're not going to win. It's just that's just not who he is. Like, and he's a backup. Like, he he shouldn't be starting for a Super Rugby franchise. And I, I mean, I reckon, you know, you're looking at 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 a team like the um, like the Hurricanes, where you've got um, Jackson uh, Garden Bashop and fuck, who's the backup? Uh, I've gone I've gone totally blank on the other Hurricanes. Who's they got? Fly got Bashop. Plummer. No, no, no. He's at the Blues. Is he Blues? Oh fuck! Oh god! My, my, I've blanked. Oh, well, this is names. I suck at names. So Hang on. I would I'm look up the spreadsheet quickly. I was gonna say I'm gonna pull up the spreadsheet quickly <laughs> and have a look. Fuck! This is a bad time to blank at a Fletcher Smith. Fletcher Smith. Fletcher. No, Fletcher. Plummer Fletcher, Fletcher Smith. Fletcher Smith is not same character. He's not great. Yeah, I mean Harry Plummer is the same kind of guy. But like for me, Fletcher Smith, Harry Plummer, um, Mitch Hunt. And, I mean, you can even throw someone like Brett Cameron in if you want. Same WhatsApp group. Yeah. Like, Marty McKenzie, same WhatsApp group. Like, these are guys that you keep in the squad for a rainy day when Richie Moanga gets injured and you need them to start for two or three games or whatever. But, like, for a whole season, if Mitch Hunt's your starter, you're in trouble. Um, and yeah. it sounds like Josh Oney's going to be back, so... Yeah, I was going to say, what do you do for the Highlanders? You're stuck with Mitch Hunt because there's... Well, I mean, how many more can you dig out? No, it's, it's it's fine. I mean, again, like I think you, you play him for sixty and you and you yank on um Brent Gatlin for, Gat- for the last twenty minutes just so you at least got I think Gatlin's not much better than Hunt, but at least he's fresh legs. And he's you know, got some creativity in his brain sometimes. Yeah. The problem was in this game that they couldn't afford to do that because Scott Gregory was just so fucking bad. Oh fuck, I feel so bad for Scott Gregory. Uh, the Although, piano man. I want I wonder if 
we would be laughing so if we wouldn't be so amused by Scott Gregory and how fucked up he was if it weren't for how hype he was for some reason in our in our fantasy league. I think it's just because I mean we like we were memeing about uh like Sam Gilbert in the in week one. Yeah. And I think it's more just because it's a new name in an outside back position yeah. for a New Zealand team. Like that's always gonna so attract attention. Like, this is the Wonder Kid. Yeah. This is the next this is the next Wonder Kid who's gonna score a hat trick on their day. Yeah, and like I mean like Israel Dag started off as a like a right wing fullback for the Highlanders, you know. We know who and he was fantasy gold. Um, you know, he's filling in the, the boots that were worn by Ben Smith just a year ago. He was fantasy yeah. gold. Uh, or Black Legend. So, you know, and like um I don't know, like it's it's just it's always going to attract attention. And like Scott Gregory, he's he's actually not a bad player. Like he's got a good history. He's yeah. Like he played some sevens. Um, I mean, didn't he actually get off to this? Because it wasn't his debut this weekend. It was just his first start. It was his starting, yeah. It was like run on debut kind of thing. It was his starting debut. Yeah. Because yeah, um, I mean, he, I'm sure he was on the team lo- on the team sheet last week. Yeah. Well, I don't know if he was on round one. Yeah. So round think... one. Um... Yeah. I mean, I say last week, I mean the yeah. last time the Highlanders played, not round two when yeah, they had a bye. Let me check, because he, he, didn't, he didn't play last year. He might have played yeah. some other matches this year. But I, I think it was yeah. his, like, starting debut. Um, okay. Yeah, so he wasn't he wasn't on the bench in round one. Oh, but, shit, okay. So maybe it was his debut, because he didn't... I think he was with the Sevens team for the original Super Rugby. So it might have been his I proper, don't see anyone. Oh yeah. I anyway, I just feel so sorry for him because like he, yeah, he's just he he did he was he just had a torrid torrid of time on the field. Like he dropped the ball cold two or three times. He made four errors in total. He ended up on negative points in, in fantasy somehow. Um, uh, four turnovers, I think it was. Yeah, so shame. So they, I don't think they had a choice but to bring on Gatland, and then play Gatland and Hunt in tandem which is appalling um but shame it's just the state of their players at the moment is just really really bad yeah i mean shame and who like i mean they've lost ben smith sapawanga well the, the problem is it's been a slow fuse for the, the highlanders because they've never really had a like a major squad to work with i mean if you think about yeah, the, you think about like the blues um or even the hurricanes like for the last two or three years those like the Blues have been having to decide like do we leave out um, like Milani Nana do we leave out Matt Duffy do we leave out yeah, um, yeah you know like Joe, Joe Marchant couldn't even get a start at the moment with Mark Talia playing so well and the Hurricanes yeah. like they they have to choose but basically when, when Jordy Barrett's back they've got to choose between Chase Tietier um, Vince Arsaw um, Kribus van Veik and Wes Hoysen to fill well, Blam. So, Blam's got a, the number eleven jersey. He's starting. I suppose no Jordy, one's going to touch. Jordy Barrett's probably going to start at fifteen. 15. Then, yeah, so like, that fourteen is like fourteen is like up bit. for grabs. They got like three guys to who could play fourteen. Any of which would walk into a starting jersey at the Highlanders. Yeah. You know, but like the Highlanders, like they haven't lost a lot of guys in, a, in an, all at, all at once. It's just that like they haven't been able to replace the guys they did lose. They lost Naholo. They never really replaced him. Uh, like Tavita Nabura yeah. was kind of supposed to be their go-to guy, but I don't know what's happened to him. I think he's injured. Mm. Then they lost I think Ben he kicked Smith. One too many people in the face. <laughs> Maybe they lost Ben Smith, and like Josh Mackay was kind of like slated to be his long-term replacement. Apparently, the fastest rugby player in New Zealand. I don't know, um, but he was pretty abysmal. Like he wasn't really good in Super Rugby. So I don't even know if he's injured or if he's just out of favour at the moment. Josh Mackay. I haven't heard anything about him. I think he's injured. Think he's injured? I don't know, but like, when you're back three years, like Sam Gilbert, Scott Gregory, and um, Jonah Nareki. Jonah Nareki. Who's oh god, like, he's had a shit game as well. Yeah, like he's the best of the bunch, but still not great. It's just yeah, it's it's sad times um, in Dunedin, unfortunately. I'm disappointed as a Jonah Nareki owner. Yeah, but but it's not all bad news because as, as terrible as their backline was. Their forwards were actually pretty, forwards are, pretty good at yeah. the moment. So Ash Dixon's having like a second wind in his career because he was he's been oh. benching for Liam Colton for like two years now, and suddenly he's yeah. wrestled away the starting jersey. He's not giving it up. 
Um, Not only did he wrestle away, but he's also wrestled the captain's armband as well. Well, I think he's always kind of been the squad captain. They've always had a weird situation with Ash Dixon, like, captaining from the bench. They've just had the uncle on the bench. Yeah, exactly. Uncle, you can come on and when you come... When you come on, you can run it. <laughs> yeah. It's like a 20-minute captaincy. Yeah. But um, Marina Michaela Tu'u. Oh, any, any, other year, any other year, Michaela Tu'u would probably be the find of the of the season, of the tournament. Yeah. Um, but Shane, the poor guy, he just broke through at the exact same time as um, Hoskins Satutu, who I think it's impossible to ignore at this point. We'll talk about him just So now. this is... But, I'm uh, curious but the, now. the other name, sorry, before we move on, the other name I wanted yeah, to yeah. shout out to is Perry Perry Parkinson. Because um, we've had him on our fancy radar for a while now, with good reason, and he's finally kind of coming into his own. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so what were you going to say, Matt? No, I was wondering with Hoskins, uh, what. Well, let's do it afterwards, but you can think on it for now. What your All Blacks loose forward looks like, mm-hmm. loose forward trio looks like now? That's a good question. I mean, I. So. Sam, Kane, Sam Kane's... You, you have to take Sam Kane. Yeah, yeah you have you've got to, to take, take Sam Kane. So he's all black captains. He's wearing the number seven. Um, yeah. I was actually thinking about this today, so it's, it's a good thing you asked. I, it, it I, was I would, a shower thought for me this, yeah, this morning. Yeah. I was like... I would play... Because you've got a wasted jersey with Kane there now. So you, yeah, well, unfortunately. Well, but look, at the same time, like, there aren't really any, any other big open sliders. Like, Blake Gibson's yeah. injured. Um, Tom Christie... No, but that's the thing. Kane's also, also injured. Well, he's, so fit, you've he's got fit to... now. Is he fitness? He played this weekend. Yeah, but so Kane's back, but like Tom Christie isn't there yet. Um, Blake Gibson's injured. Papali is really more of a blind side. Um, Duplessis Karifi's not (laughs) not all black level. Um, I mean, I'd like to play Adi Sevilla at at open side, and actually, I'd be quite happy to see him as all black captain. So, if you're asking me what my all black back row would be would be Adi Sevier um, open side then I would actually play so I'd play Hoskins to 8th man I think you, you have to and I would yeah. actually I would actually be tempted to play Marina Michaela too at blind side that's to no, that's a nice ba- I think that's nice and balanced I'm happy with that yeah. no because I was legitimately wondering because I was like okay Sam Kane has to play because he's captain and then how do you build around him with Hoskins to there yeah. with both of those 8th both of those eight men breaking out right now. So if if you're asking me what the what I think they'll do, I think they'll play Kane, Adi, Satutu, and then Michele so. too on the bench. Yeah, if that. I mean, they might even play. They might even prefer someone like, um, like. Fetu Douglas, I'm sure. Also. I don't think he's really on the red. I think like maybe even Luke Jacobson. He hasn't been he very good, but they they love him. I love him. He's amazing. Yeah. He's just made of glass. Um, I think Cullen Grace is punching hard for that spot as well. The problem with Cullen Grace is that he's a he's like one trick. No, it's not that he's one trick. It's a, it's that he doesn't fit like the if so if Russi was coaching the All Blacks, hundred percent. Yeah, like Russi would love to have Cullen Grace as the number six in a six-two split on the bench. Yeah. Um, but with the All Blacks, you need someone who's like a little bit more versatile and can kind of fit like the six-seven-eight mold. Like more of a Sikalisi yeah. kind of player, and like Adi, Adi has been that for them. Yeah, but he's just he's too good. You can't bench him anymore. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see him. Like, I mean, that at that with the same breath, Michaela Tuu is not exactly any more mobile necessarily than Cullen Grace. Like he probably is a little, but like you couldn't play him. I think open he, side, I think he carries a little bit better, or yeah. carries a little bit more than Grace. Grace just seems single-mindedly focused on tackling. Yeah, but if you're playing Artie at eight, you could always move Artie to seven, and then. Yeah. But I don't know. Ben anyway, man. lots of options. Yeah, lots no, of, this was just, was just my shower thoughts this morning. Yeah. So anyway, a good win, a good win for the Blues. They've marched into this week's bye uh, undefeated. Um, high on the efforts of Hoskins Tutu, in particular, but also Patrick Tupolotu. I think he's having in a way a breakout season i mean he's he's an all black he went to the world cup but i think he's having his best his best season that he's had for as long as i can remember Isn't he also, yeah i think he's also a bit on a second wind mm-hmm. in the season because i think he did have a bit of a good yeah he had a good season he was excellent when 
Uh, he's always been good. 13-ish. 13-14. He's always been good, but I've never I've never felt like he's the best lock in New Zealand until this season. Yeah. With like okay, with, no with Brody overseas, um, Scott Barrett's injured, Sam Whitelock's back, but he's not really the player he used to be. Um, Tyler Ardron going off overseas. obviously, you know. Um, he's going overseas. Yeah. We didn't mention I, that in the news. No. Uh, it's, it's too emotional. I don't want to talk about it. Um, but you know, with the new the new era of guys like Ohio Walker, Ware and Perry Perry Parkinson still breaking through, Patrick Tupelotti is just standing head and shoulders above any other lock in the competition. Mm. Um, so I think that's really great. But yeah, so the Blues go marching on, um, and as do we to game two of the weekend, which was Crusaders at home against the Chiefs. This wasn't as pretty watching. Um, there were only two tries in this game, both scored by Will Jordan. Wait, is that correct? That's not no, correct. no, no, there are three tries. There Sean Wanui also scored one. Yes, Sean Wanui. Um, did well for my draft team. But the inimitable... Adam, Adam Wakefield's favourite perennial son. <laughs> well, Adam Wakefield's um, probably most hated prodigal son um, at this point is Will Jordan because he's pretty much the only person in our fantasy league who doesn't have him. Although, I don't um, have him either. I think he's probably got him now. I think he was wanting to trade for him today. He I was don't know. Was it in the fifth email, maybe? <laughs> it could be. Yeah. It's like yeah, trying to process Adam's trades is a bit like following the Da Vinci Code. I but, felt so bad for Ben when Adam sent through what the subject line of his email was. Amended, amended, yeah. amended. Yeah, three amendments and yeah. then the email line. Yeah, well, welcome to my world. But um, yeah, look, the weather, the weather was probably not what we would have liked to have seen for this clash at the beginning of the season i would have said this would have been like a potential final crusaders versus chiefs chiefs haven't really pitched up to Aotearoa. Uh, i was gonna say chiefs haven't had a season and crusaders like crusaders are not firing on all cylinders like they're missing no. scott barrett they're missing tom christie who should probably start ahead of billy Harmon. um bryn hall and, and billy Harmon's growing steadily in my reserves i'm gonna sell him for a profit at some point nice that's good business um, and David Havili has been sort of hot and cold off the bench. They've got a massive conundrum, though. I mean, they have, this is the anti-Highlanders backline, right? Highlanders are, like, scraping together, you know, Sam Gilbert's and Scott Gregory's while the Crusaders are leaving David Havili's on the bench and Manasseh Mateele's and Lester Fahingonuku's out of the team altogether at times. I mean, Fahingonuku's been on the bench, but he's hardly played. Um, I mean, can you imagine, like, Leicester Fienger and Luku at the Highlanders? Like, they take him in a heartbeat. But, um, yeah, I mean, that said, the Crusaders, I don't feel like they're playing their best rugby at the moment, but it's still enough for them to be um, beating the Chiefs. So, no complaints out of Christchurch, I guess. Um, I guess the question on everyone's lips is, how good is Will Jordan? Because he's... Looks pretty good. Yeah, to me. No, he's definitely. He's Sorry, I just got distracted because I opened the spreadsheet okay. to see something, and it's going live. And one, two. Oh, the the three, trends. Three, four, four, five, <laughs> five teams are, are selling Satutu. Yes, um, one of those is me. Yeah. So Satutu is going to be cheap. I can pick him up this week if I'm... <laughs> I, I can't. I have to wait until Monday. Yeah. Um, who else? Did, okay, let's not get into this. Cause, uh... Mark, yeah, and Talia is also going to go for a song. Yeah, so I ditched, I ditched Talia, Satutu, and Ruru. And I brought in Michaela Tu'u, who I missed the bus on previously. Uh, TJ Perinara, because my scrum miles are terrible. And David Havili. I have no idea if there's also a fire sale on Ofa to everyone's selling their blues. Yeah. Ofa's on to. sale. Talia's gone yeah. off. So one, two, three, three of us used three trades. Yeah. Ah, interesting it's... times. Interesting times. Uh, big, big calls here, actually. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, sorry. Let's go back to the rugby, because uh, that's what, <laughs> what people want to hear about. Yeah, yeah. So um, I think we've chatted a fair bit about the Crusaders, but... How do you feel about the Chiefs under Gatlin so far? I'm shame. I don't know if it's just mis like just pure luck or not, but I don't know. I've not 
Like the first game I enjoyed and they narrowly lost that. And then last week, they just looked not as good. And this week, I don't know if it's the weather or what got them. But I, so I watched the, uh, all I managed to watch was the longer highlights of this on Rugby Pass. So like 15 minutes, this game in 15 minutes as opposed to five normally. And it looked fairly slow and not such mistake. Like they, for the weather, it wasn't. Well, the highlights didn't show that many mistakes. But I don't know. The Chiefs. It's not under. I don't know if it Gatlin's. I don't know what I would say about Gatlin. But shame they're looking less and less motivated. Or yeah, like less and less Chiefsy. Yeah. Like Chiefsy rugby. Chief rugby was always like ridiculous. Hold my beer rugby. <laughs> like yeah. it was fun to watch. Yeah. And. So, I mean, like every now and then Mackenzie does something like that, but yeah. yeah. So like that was going to be my question. How much of that is is because Mackenzie's not firing on all cylinders? Because yeah. I feel like he's come back from his injury not quite the player he was before. Like I, I wouldn't, yeah, no, I wouldn't pick him for the All Blacks at this point. Um, I don't think he's getting picked for the All Blacks. And if you look at what he's not playing against doing, that game against the Kangaroos. Yeah, so I mean... Uh, look, I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on him. I'm looking at the stats, and he 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 beat four defenders, so that's pretty good. But no clean line breaks, which is partly the weather speaking, because there were only two line breaks from yeah. from the Chiefs anyway. Um, but he did make three errors. Again, probably the weather. Aaron Cruden with four turnovers conceded, so had, that's probably handling errors. So yeah, so uh, this game I don't want to put too much weight yeah. on because of the weather. Like yeah, uh, and that's fair. Uh, but you know, losing to the, the Highlanders in round one um, to the, the Bryn Gatland uh, drop goal losing yeah, to like the drop, last week sh- I mean let me look last at last week's, week's loss I think last week's loss I think was most probably the closest to an actual upset mm-hmm. so I mean last week Damien McKenzie he ran for over 100 meters but he only beat one defender so I don't know how much of that is meaningful yeah, look, yeah. I mean, for me, for me, the person who currently epitomizes the Chiefs the best is probably Anton Leonard Brown, because oh he's, God. he's, he's been just almost been a anonym, anonymous. Um, like they could have played Alex Nankerville alongside Quinn Tupaya, and they probably wouldn't have known the difference. Yeah, um, and and Tupaya has been good. So, yeah. who, I don't who know. did they play this week? Did they play Tupaya this weekend? Yeah, Tupaya thirteen. He was okay. He didn't he didn't get much ball. Uh, but he was okay. But yeah, I don't know. Like, there's just like I don't, I don't want to say that it's coaching just yet because I can't quite like I haven't noticed outright that you know that the coach they're playing a certain style and that it almost it looks like it's just I don't know that they just didn't do quarantine very well. Yeah, look, it's it is tough. I mean, coaching I under these circumstances is is always going to be a bit difficult. And, he, you know, it was his first year for Gatlin anyway. But we have been told that he's the best coach ever. So Where, where have you heard that, out of curiosity? Um, I can't remember, but it was definitely a Southern Hemisphere article. Was it? Yeah, it must have been. Um, must have been. Couldn't have been. I wasn't all. a certain... I was going to say, it wasn't a certain YouTube channel. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but, uh, I don't know. He, he brought a lot of expectation with him, Brent Gatland, uh, sorry, Warren Gatland. And currently they're looking at naught out of three, bottom of the table. So something is going to have to change. They've got their bye coming up next week. Um, this week they're facing the Hurricanes. So they would want to go into that bye week with a, a win under their belt and then maybe do a soul searching. Um, I think Hurricanes are most probably the team they can beat. Yeah. And look, I mean, let, let's not sell them too short. They've had a lot of injuries. Um, I can't remember who it was, but someone posted in one of the WhatsApp groups you can make a full forward pack with the injuries they've had. Um, oh, definitely, yeah. Um, yeah. No, no, like, le- legitimately. Yeah. Like, they, they... Someone actually did it. It's like Atumoli, um, Nipola, uh, 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 Angus, Angus Tava. Arvo. Yeah, Angus Tava. Um, uh, Brad... Uh, not uh, Nathan Harris, sorry. Yeah, Nathan Brad. Harris. Nathan Harris. Then, okay, Mitchell Brown came back this Brown. week, but he was injured. Brody Retallick. Brody Retallick is around. He's on sabbatical. Yeah, he's he told him to playing. get fucked. He's just not playing. Then Luke Jacobs. Tyler Ardron, te- Tyler technically. Tyler Ardron. And there was another loose forward. Yeah. 
Who's checking? So, well, Sam Kane as of yeah, last might week. Have been, yeah, maybe it was a week. It might have been a week ago. But yeah, so it's it's not all on the players. Um, look, good good news in terms of player performance. I feel like um, Quintupaya has been a bit of a shining light. And I really like the look of Natoya Akoi. Um, so, yeah. He's yeah. actually been a it's nugget. All, it's I've not bad. Yeah, he's, he's been pretty good. Okay, so I think that's pretty much it for this week. Do you want to quickly talk about the fixtures? Um, What's just, coming up? So, Highlanders, it's... Crusaders. Oh, shame. Highlander, I want the Highlanders to get a win. And I feel like if you are going to beat the Crusaders, it's this current Crusaders team. I mean, they're missing a couple of guys here and there. I, I mean, but I'd like to see an upset. I don't see it happening. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it. I'd like to see an upset, but I don't see it. Like, under the roof, Forsyth Bar, this Crusaders team, who were pretty good against the um, against the Chiefs in the rain. Uh, the first yeah. week, okay, they weren't great, but that was a discipline thing. Like, we've seen every single team struggle with discipline in the first in their first game because of the change in the laws. So I think they're going to... I think they're going to... I think it's going to be a bloodbath. I think, yeah, I saw somewhere that the penalties were almost down by like two thirds from first week, second yeah. week to third week. So I think I think we're going to see um, a big score. I think the the set is going to win by about twenty. Then second game, Chiefs at home in Ham- Hamilton against the Hurricanes. Uh, apparently, there is a bit of weather predicted for that one. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Hurricanes coming off a bye. Jordan Barrett could be back. Hardy's back. Um, Chiefs, they're gonna to want to win. I, I think I'm gonna, yeah, back, I'm gonna back the Chiefs. I want to back the Chiefs on this one. I think, as I said, I think the Hurricanes are their team to beat this. Yeah, I think so. Too. This tournament, now. I think so. so I think the Chiefs at home hurting for a win. I think they're gonna do it going into the bye especially. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna back the Chiefs by like maybe three if it's if the weather's crap or five. Yeah, yeah it's gonna be a close. It's yeah. gonna be yeah, within a score. Yeah, I'm excited for that though. It's going to be a good game. Um, I don't think I'm going to wake up for half past five, but I will try and watch the whole game. Yeah. Um, just quickly, we don't we haven't had much to talk about in terms of um, the Australian Super Rugby, but round one is going to see Reds versus Waratahs uh, and Brumbies versus Rebels. I don't know. There's so many variables at play here because it's the first. So many guys missing. Yeah. Um, I don't even know. <laughs> We've like Phil and I might do a little side draft um, for this, um, yeah. and I'm I'm just gonna have to wait and see what the team sheets have because I'd be guessing at this point. But based I on I mean, do you just well, draft force on, play? I guess you could. Well, they're not playing in round one; they're on a buy. Yeah, I see they're not. Yeah, I see. But um, based on on pre-COVID form, I'm gonna say Reds should get a win over the Waratahs. Yeah. Uh, the Reds were on an upwards curve for sure, and Waratahs yeah. have lost Curtly Beal. Reds have lost Isaac Roder, which is like the one lock in Australia. That's true. And Harry Hawkins, who's like the other lock. And sorry, the <laughs> other lock, sorry, yes. And Isaac Lucas, who was the next Stephen Larkham. Oh, yes. The Reds are <laughs> fucked. The Reds are fucked. What am I saying? And then Brumbies versus Rebels, that's obviously in Canberra. Uh, Tupo did bench press 200 kgs, though, so. That's true, yeah. But AB de Villiers did that when he was in grade 7, so it's not that impressive. Well, fuck. <laughs> All right. Um, any final thoughts from you, Matt? Mm, nah, I think that's good. And I'm looking a bit worried now because I don't think Rugby Pass has Super Rugby Australia. Because they don't have un- under upcoming matches, they don't have them listed there, but their match centers are up, which normally means that they don't have the rights to broadcast. Mm. Quite a glaring that's omission. Enough. That should have been re- renegotiated in their deal. Uh, own, who owns it? I think Sky is their parent company, actually. Sky, New Zealand. Oh, okay. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm looking Just forward little... to that. Um, I hope you find a way to watch it. Um, yeah. You know, it's it's live rugby. It's yeah, no, two don't. Australian derbies. Not what I would have asked for, but you know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna poo poo it. All right. Well, I think yeah. um, let's call it quits. I'm I think that'll go, do us. I've got to go eat some yeah, food was... and go to bed before my baby wakes up. Um, no fair. I've also got to do it similarly. Yeah, same on your side. Without yeah. the baby. Without the baby. <laughs> Such a small difference in yet. Small, small, tiny difference. <laughs> six months worth of a difference. Yeah, six months and two teeth. 
Oh, anyway. sh- oh shit, is, sh- is he teething? Yeah, he's got two teeth that are coming through. Oh, uh, God. I've, yeah, last week, so I went to George for two weeks. I came back, and on my way back, I stopped off at Pile for the night with two of my friends who have twins who are like 10 months. And the one is teething. Shame. She's not she's not having a happy time. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not ideal. Um, but, yeah, we'll get through it, hopefully. Yeah. Much like we will with the Australian derbies, it's just a necessary evil. Oh, yeah. oh okay. we're gonna get we're gonna get tweets. Okay. <laughs> this is fine. If anyone's still listening, then it, they deserve it. Then listening to this uh, has probably been as painful for you as watching your team's derbies will be for us. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry, Mitch. So and Allison, we, can, we, we could call it quits on this one. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. Thanks cool. for joining. Uh, thanks for sticking it out with yeah. me. Um, thank you, everyone nice. else who listened, and thanks for sticking out with both of us. Uh, hope you're looking forward to the rugby as much as we are, and we'll chat to you again next week. Cheers. Bum 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 bum